Good afternoon slash evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Schmow Me the Money for our lovely Loki. Um, did we have an epic episode today? Oh, I definitely said what the fuck at least three times in, in the last ten minutes, uh, mind you. Like that, that, that third act was. What's something else? So how's everyone doing? We're good. Um, I I really dug it. Uh, it's the best episode, at least since the first episode, if not of the whole series so far. At least that's my general thoughts on it, without like going into detail yet. Uh, I both loved and hated the episode. I mean, it was a great episode, but it was... I wonder An why emotional you hated roller coaster it. for me, and I didn't handle certain things well momentarily. <laughs> and then when things changed, I still had like whiplash from it and did not feel good for like six hours. So, yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. But yeah, I'm still emotionally tormented from watching it the first time. From the fake out that you got of it. Oh, it was, <laughs> I, I felt like I was. I literally felt my heart stop. Like that pain in my chest. I could only what? imagine when. I mean, we have it in the title of the video. This is spoiler, so I'm just gonna say when Loki gets mm -hmm. pruned, all I can think was Kelsey's like, no. Pretty much, and I literally burst into instant sobs. Like I don't, I, mean, I don't cry. I'm not a crier. I don't cry, but I was crying within like 0.5 seconds of happening. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh, they, they did that. And so I normally with these shows, I stop watching with the credits start. And then I got on Twitter and someone's like, actually, I think it was Dwayne. Dwayne Burke tweeted mid-credits scene. I'm like, wait, what? So I went back into the episode. I was like, oh, okay. We're getting ourselves a Loki-verse here. I mean, there's no other way to describe it. We're getting ourselves a Loki-verse. We finally got... Confirmation as to who Richard E. Grant is. He looks like he is the comic book version of Loki. Yes, that one. The one the very bright yellow. It looks like Classic. a Halloween costume. It looks like a <laughs> Halloween mm -hmm. costume. Yeah, I'm, I definitely thought this, the third act, propped up a lot of the rest of the episode. I don't by no means was it a bad episode all throughout, but the third act really made up for maybe a little bit of treading water that I thought was going on in the especially in the first little bit. Um but all in all, I still very positive on all of it, but yeah, that third act definitely uh, elevated it to how Jeff said to being one of the better top one or two episodes of the season so far. Not only did Loki get pruned, Mobius gets pruned as well. And I don't, I'm just curious as to where, like, do, do all, does every single person that gets pruned, do they all end up in the same, do they all get transported to the same spots to the same area that Loki is? Or does each variant kind of have their own separate, there's another universe, so all the pruned 
uh, versions of Mobius. Are they all in the same spot? And is it different from all the ones for Loki? Because they had said it was episode one or two. They said that the variant that they've caught the most is Loki. So I think the because we saw four there, we saw an alligator, crocodile, alligator, whatever you want to describe Crokey. it version. Croaky. Croaky of Loki. <laughs> we saw Kid Loki. We saw basically King Loki, and then there's. I'm not sure what the other one is. Just based I on the credits. I actually don't know either, so I'm interested. Because I, in my reading, I've not come across that version of the character, so I am interested to find out more about him. Cause... I'm curious how many more different versions of Loki. Because this would end up being six, if you include mm-hmm. uh, Lady Loki. So that's six Lokis we've seen so far. How many more do you think we're going to see here throughout... The, next the one on the left was definitely a Loki and not a Thor. Yes, I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, it did not. He did not have any sort of his typical horn vestment, the crown or the, the headdress or the headband. But... I wasn't sure if he was in the chat. So Monty, if you want to let us know who the one on the left was, the one that looks like it's it's a Loki version of Thor. Right? Yeah, Thorky, Thorky. So, but no, that like, and the thing is, when he's lying down, you hear Richard E. Grant's voice. I'm like, that's Richard mm-hmm. E. Grant. Yeah. I'm like, that's Richard E. Grant. I and then we it. see, and then we see it, and he's in that bright yellow outfit. You're like, oh, shit's about to get just great. Like, like I said, the third act of this. Thing so we were part. We were part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh huh. We we did say that it was probably be some older version of Loki. And what older version is there? <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, what what older version is there than like the act the comics accurate version of the first time that he showed up? That is the first time, that is the oldest. <laughs> the first time he showed up is this, except for the yellow was brown, and but otherwise it's almost exactly the same. So and then he like almost immediately turned to the classic golden green. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's that. That's Loki. That's the oldest. Classic version of Loki. So, you know, I guess just one one person that I want to make sure we give some credit to before we gloss over it and get into kind of the meteor stuff is, and I apologize for butchering her name, if she's by chance watching, uh, Wumi Mosaku, uh, mm-hmm. who played, um, I, I don't remember her character's name offhand, but she's B-15. the uh, B15. Thank you. Thank you. I thought she had some really stellar moments in this episode, especially when she's kind of she brings uh, Sylvie back to the Roxen was it Roxen Mart or Rox uh, Roxmart? Yeah, Roxmart. Thank you, thank you. Uh, and just like, what the fuck's going on here? Uh, I thought she had some very subtle but really powerful moments that I didn't want to make sure didn't get glossed over, especially with some because there were some other really stellar performances in this this episode. She didn't mm-hmm. die, right? She just gets knocked out there, right? Yeah, she or did not pruned. get. She didn't get pruned. Pruned, I guess. She yeah. didn't get pruned. She just got knocked out. Um, mm-hmm. uh, at least one of those variants definitely died because Loki stabbed him through the chest with the. With, yeah, there was some uh, stabbing going on. Some people did yeah. die. Yeah, die, die. Yep, die, die, like like real die. <laughs> um. But I mean, other than that, I, I do kind of agree with with Dan a bit. Like, 
the beginning of the episode, it, it felt a little odd. I guess like, I guess with the TVA, the way the way it was structured in the show itself, like they were just able to like, they spend one episode with uh, Sylvie and Loki getting to know each other more, and then the next episode, it's like I guess the TVA has already cleaned up the mess. Um, and it's just like, okay, cool. That all happened off screen after it was such like, a huge disaster at the end of episode two. And it's, like that, that kind of bugged me a bit. That's like, they just kind of dropped that whole thing. Um, as like, oh, don't worry. It was fixed off screen. Um, and then like, I looked down for two seconds, like at my phone. And then all of a sudden Loki was already picked back up. Um, at, uh, like, I guess like him showing like feelings towards himself AKA himself, um, I guess counted as a Nexus event in an area where a Nexus event can't occur. Um, that's clever, but it happens so fast. Like I said, I looked down at my phone for a second. I look up and suddenly he's already back on the TVA. I'm like, what the fuck did I just miss? <laughs> that's yeah. So there was like, it was, it was like a lot of like certain like things like that, that are all just like cleaned up real quick. Um, that, that, that kind of like, that, that kind of took me out of it a little bit. Um, just with the structure of how the story was told there. But I mean, I, I get it. Cause everything after that was, was really good. Um, the return of lady Sif, um, yes. was That's, funny to see. That was so that funny. Scene he got... makes me so sad. I mean, I think as an audience member, like I had, I mean, granted, I'm sure there was probably more that happened over time that we didn't see off camera, like just the repeat repetition mm-hmm. of of the the name calling, the punching, the groin shot. But like over time, you you I kind of was starting to feel the same thing. It's like one time it's like, okay, you can brush it off, whatever. But the more it happens, the more you're just broken down. I can see why uh Loki was was giving in to to the effectiveness of that cell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the last time we saw her was on Agents of Agents of Shield back in 2015. Wow. In terms of a movie, though, she was in Thor: The Dark World. That was the last well, time we of, saw Lady. Part Sarah. of that's because the actress uh, starred in the show Blind Spot. Yeah. Um, I believe it was NBC for like a few seasons there, and that was like her whole job. So she couldn't really be included in other things after that, or maybe it was ABC. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. It's gone now. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, she, she was like a minor character that, I mean, it was funny to see cause they were able to bring her back without bringing her back. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, well, she's in love and thunder. So well, then this is an interesting way to, br- to remind people of the character. Hey, she exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good then. Um, I can't wait for love and thunder. Um, I, I, I <laughs> But this is, it's interesting, though, to see, like, one of the biggest themes of this whole series is this whole idea, like, Loki's loneliness. And that punishment is such a huge, um, that cell, like, just keeps reinforcing it more and more. Um, It is kind of it, it it ties into it. I got something in my eye. Um, it ties into it too, when what is it? Uh, they're waiting to just die on the planet, and they've accepted it, and they're holding hands there. Um, 
and he says like we're loki's we lose we we lose sometimes terribly blah 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 but we never die um and then in the same episode we're about to see him die and it turns out that we didn't see him die um because now we know pruning does not mean killing yeah so i wonder who knows that mm-hmm. yeah that's true because the tva is uh, i mean like the timekeepers are not the timekeepers which by the way um if i'm not mistaken uh i I, I felt like there was something off about them the moment they started talking because the face didn't match the faces of the statues. Um, at least the one that, that the one that I, I I can't ever remember the ones on the side because it's always like harder to see. But the one in the, 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 the middle one is the one that you normally are able to see the most. Mm-hmm. And it's a much more like defined, wider face. And the one that's the main talker of the three in the middle is such a much more narrow face too. So there's a chance, obviously, maybe timekeepers are still out there. They're just not there in the TVA location. Um, and those ones there, they're fake. I mean, uh, uh, it was it was so weird because when they're talking, I was the CGI, I think, actually, like, didn't look super effective to me. Like, I, I could tell it was CGI. Mm-hmm. And then the head fell and that you pick it up and suddenly it's a practical head that she's holding and it might have had some cgi embellishment but some i'm like you could have just had a, a really good practical head up there uh, but that, that's all talking about production value that's not talking about the story <laughs> just and again that goes back to who knew who knew they were androids mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think Ren, i i think Renslayer now i i don't know i don't, I don't know because she, she brought so them in there and she was so adamant about protecting them. I mean, maybe maybe it was to protect the secret, but th- that's not how it came across to me. I think no. she's going to have some coming to Jesus moments here. I'm like, what is she actually fighting for? Um, and again, Gugu Mbatha-Ra, I thought, think another another one who isn't getting the same um, notice as as Tom Hiddleston or um, Gugu's great always. She's yeah, always right. great. Like right. her in her, she. I know, I know. Um, I don't know if ever, how many people have seen it because it's only on Apple TV. Uh, the morning show with uh, Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, and stuff. It's it's a really solid series. Um, I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. And she's in that first season, and she's really, really good in that first season. Um, and like, she's in that movie Beyond the Lights where she's great. Um, and she's just generally just a great actress. So. Yeah. Uh, it's good to for more people to be able to see her because she, she hopefully she has a long and fruitful career i'm i believe she'll probably have some sort of a come to jesus moment as well what you could tell i'm wondering how much of what she's doing though is also like putting on a front because when when uh she happened to say uh what was it when sylvie's like do you even remember or it's 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 like why what was my nexus nexus and yeah. she's like i don't even remember it was so it was like, I was like, oh, ooh, yeah. harsh. Yeah, I don't know if that was her being harsher, if that was her putting on a front. So, but uh, we got Pat here, there. Oh, she knows. Renslayer definitely knows. Um, I guess it's interesting, like, okay, we, we take it two ways. One, she does know, which means that she's been protecting people from going to see them. 
And then she brought them down anyway to give judgment before pruning them. Um, but it's I it's odd, I guess, because why would she if if she was trying to hide people from seeing them that they were fake or something? Maybe why would she ever bring specifically the Lokis to them? So maybe there's a specific reason for it, and we would learn that. There's there's a whole that that in itself is a whole big can of worms of did she know and didn't she know, and also why, like why would she bring them down if she did know? Yeah, um, I, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if she did know. Um, he's gone. PL Dan is gone. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no. Damn it, Jake. Um, but I think I, I'm more. I think I'm more, I'm more in the in the boat that she is such an acolyte to the cause that she kind of she maybe turned a blind eye to what's really going on. Um, but again, if it cut, turns out that she did know, wouldn't be the most shocking thing in the world. Wouldn't be the most shocking. I just want to see then why it was that she was okay revealing the Lokis of all people. Um, I think, I think we're gonna get her. I think we're gonna get a lot of her backstory in episode five, because uh, Sylvie's gonna want to know what exactly is going on. So we have to. We'll probably see a few of kind of how everything came to be with uh, Renslayer, because mm-hmm. I think she's. I think she's directly working for whoever is running the TVA, whether it is the timekeepers or just located somewhere else, and those were kind of fakes because it was easy to get to that elevator. Mm-hmm. Or if it's being run by what everyone theorizing is Kang. Yeah. So we'll um, I am upset. It's funny because I was more upset at um, Mobius being pruned than I was Loki. And it's because the show is called Loki. And it's about this version of Loki's character path. So in my head, with there still being two more episodes and a second season has been announced as being in development, he's fine. He's going to be fine in my head. Something would have happened. We also got the mid... We also well, no, got the I know that, that, Yeah, but I'm talking about as it's happening. As yeah, I'm you, watching, you, weren't, you thought there was a MacGuffin or there was going to be some sort of... There was going to be something for him. When I saw that, that happen, I was like, ah, shit. I mean that that'll be able to boost certain like stories forward, but I didn't have I, I didn't feel the same way about Mobius. Like to me, I'm like, oh my god, is Mobius really gone? Because I think that Mobius and B15 are like the real like like they're they're the people that I want to see more of. Like Sylvie, cool. Um, Sylvie is interesting enough, but I kind of got everything I needed out of her in terms of her story already. Um, maybe she'll get catharsis from something. That's all. That's it in terms of like what else we need from her. Loki, it's it's a story. He's we've seen him in so much. I know that we're gonna see more of him, and it's gonna keep on going. So we'll be able to get more from that. Mobius, he could be gone now. It could just be a tragic thing that happened, and we don't get to see more of that. Hopefully, that's not. But in the moment before we know what happens with pruning, I'm like, ah, shit, we lost Owen Wilson. He's like my favorite part of this whole thing. Uh, he had a line at the beginning that sounded a lot like his wow, but it wasn't the word wow, it was another word. I wish I would have written it down. Like, just the way that he said it, it sounded a lot like wow. 
<laughs> one thing I liked about him was, uh, oh, what was it? Um, when when uh, when they got in right before he was put in the, I guess the time loop, uh, the time cage, whatever the thing is. Yeah. Um, and he's like, oh, wh- wh- what does he say to him? What does Loki say to him? It's like, oh, you're going to call me mischievous or, or this or that. And then, and then Mobius just goes, nah, you're just an asshole and a bad friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then that makes me think like, wait, we've seen them only in two previous episodes. And it's like, yeah, we accept him as being a friend already. Um, and I think a lot of that takes it, you, uh, a lot of that is credit to just how likable Owen Wilson can be, mm-hmm. um, and he's so he's super likable here. So, yeah. um, and we never get Loki, or we never get Owen Wilson with a mustache. So I'm f- I, I'm fine with him keeping the mustache and other roles he gets in the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, another great Easter egg that we got here by Mobius was a line he said, "We've gotten Cree, Titan." And vampires, which yep, to me, vampires. I heard the vampire. Confer- yeah. I was like, oh, sweet. I mean, because we knew, because we got the announcement of Marshall Ali was going to be Blade. This is just another thing on top of it that vampires do indeed exist in the MCU. We don't just have Marshall Ali as Blade. We also have Morpheus. <laughs> don't you want Jared Leto in the MCU, Buck? You don't you don't want him and his whole cult? His own cult, not the Snyder cult. No thank you. <laughs> All right, back to this. Sorry. No thank you. But no, I thought that <laughs> was uh that was great there. That hopefully we'll get some more news about uh Blade coming soon. Um, I don't think they said if it was gonna be a movie or a TV show. They just said it's, oh, they didn't say anything, they just said announced. Oh. I'm assuming I it's I bet it'll be a movie though, because they're not going to get Mahershala Ali and have, like, for the sake of diversity as well, to just have that be thrown in after the legacy of the Blade movies, to just have that be a series and put that on Disney Plus. That's not going to be a Disney Plus show, and one can hope that they also make that rated R because it's Blade. Yeah, I it would surprise that would surprise me. Yeah, uh, I think we'll get a very a vi- very violent PG thirteen, but I think it'll be still be muted some. Mm-hmm. It is Disney. I want Mahershala Ali to go into a club that has sprinklers that rain blood down upon him, and then he then he kills people. To actually, you know, we don't need that. We already have that scene in the first Blade, and it's perfect. So back to Loki. <laughs> back to Loki. <laughs> back to Loki. Um, but it, it was one one of the best moments of acting of from Tom Hiddleston in this episode was the moment that Mobius was actually pruned because that exact moment when it happened, like you see in his eyes, he suddenly tears up right then and there because mm-hmm. in his mind, like it's it, it, he gives the same sort of face that he did to to hearing that Sylvie was pruned as mm-hmm. well. Um, and, and that I thought was interesting because like Sylvia's like, oh yeah, of course he's having this emotional reaction because of Sylvie, because he just had this whole like connection with her somehow. Um, 
but to Mobius that he just fucking met. Like, that's cool. I, I like that. I like that a lot. Maybe yep. he's not a bad friend. He's still an asshole, though. <laughs> still an asshole. I mean, he's lucky. <laughs> no, uh, Tom, I thought was brilliant. And, I mean, he's always brilliant, and I'm old wise, but especially this episode, like the whole scene when Mobius is like kind of sort of interrogating him, but he's like just, you know, like he's like, oh my gosh, you like, you narcissist. You were in love, falling in love. Like, just look on Tom's face of this like defensive, but yet like not and also confused and frustrated and he's trying to articulate what he's articulate what he's going on and he can't <laughs> and it was just it was like a new side of loki that i really liked seeing in this episode so like flustered flustered loki i don't feel like we've seen much of that <laughs> he definitely yeah. got mad when uh when uh mobius was like yeah she's dead like he was like he was definitely he he was angry about oh, these yeah um i think that uh i don't know how i feel i know that i know that i'm like backing up to the beginning but it's just it's something that bugs me um i don't know how i feel about this nexus event or not this um thing of like oh loki suddenly has like potentially like romantic type feelings towards sylvie i mean like in a funny sort of way, like it's super Loki to fall in love with a version of yourself, but like at the same time, like you 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 have this interesting, different kind of version of Loki that's female, and the first thing you do is just try and it is try to like thrust in how to make them potentially a love interest. I like the idea that they've been trying to throw in that he's learning to love himself more because he doesn't have, he doesn't really have love elsewhere mm -hmm. uh, at this point, but it, so, so, I mean, maybe Sylvie is a version of him loving himself, but I don't really want it to be that version of loving. himself. I, I want to say that I agree. Also, I, I kind of get in arguments with people that are about this, about Loki falling in love. Self. Typical Loki, narcissistic Loki narcissists don't usually actually like themselves that much it's more of like a way to cope with the fact that they don't like themselves so for yeah. him to then you know what i mean so like but that's a good point is that maybe he's like i like her we've got like that like i like her she is a version of me she seems pretty great like we get along she's funny and stuff like that maybe i'm not that bad because she's me um i don't want it to be romantic i really don't i want it to be more just like not that siblings but just like a deep but like like kind of like I said self-love like this is a version of me and i care about this person because they care about me i care about them we want the best for us because we are one you know i don't want it to be romantic though I yeah really i saw that um what is it? i saw on twitter someone had shared that the anakin padme meme that's going <laughs> around right now mm -hmm. um where where it's just like um it's like, oh, yeah, it's like Loki and Sylvie are getting real close. Uh, and then it has Padme saying, like, oh, yeah, like siblings. Like siblings, right? <laughs> <laughs> See, I ship him with Mobius. Like, I, let's get weird with it. Let's yeah. Him. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, like, <laughs> here's the deal. Disney allowed the barest bone, like, like, like the, the, the faintest version of dialogue that, that indicates that, yes, Loki's bisexual. 
Um, and then like Kate Heron goes out and tweets about how happy she is that she was able to make a canonical. Disney allowed it in a way that could st- in, in language that could still be cut out immediately. Mm-hmm. Disney is never going to allow any of that stuff to happen because their version of family fun is is mm-hmm. to make sure that Cruella can't smoke cigarettes. So um, they they would never they would never let this happen, unfortunately. And I mean, like they should. They I I I disagree. I think Disney is trying to move into being more inclusive. Like I mean, they're doing it with you know other things. Why wouldn't they do it with sexuality? I mean, in there's a young adult marvel loki book where he has a boyfriend in it um like it times are changing like i i wouldn't i wouldn't be shocked if in a future i I get what you're saying i'm for instance Mm -hmm. i I guess the my my sighting of cruella is um Mm -hmm. how cruella deville one huge part of her is her smoking and Mm -hmm. and emma stone even came out how like a biggest disappointment in making that was that she couldn't do any of the big smoking stuff as cruella in the movie because disney doesn't allow that um disney um has this string of characters that are supposed that are like string of things it's like oh the first character to officially be uh to, to be the first openly gay character in in a movie of theirs and then like it was lefou mm-hmm. and the reason was because at the very end he danced with the guy for two seconds they didn't actually mm-hmm. have any other indicator there um I- but it's it's coding something isn't the same thing as just saying it or like like they need to just come out and say it um like they kind of did with loki but uh yeah i don't know how we got I, off of this tangent oh yeah well, yeah because yeah, it's like i'd rather him fall in love or, or show more physical fa- affection to someone I, else i i do want to say real quick while we're on the subject though about his sexuality because i was not here when we talked about it because i had to get right, called yeah. to work uh i just want yeah. to say real quick though as a bisexual woman that scene mm-hmm. is a very honest example yep. of what it's like to come out to a person in that casual conversation. Like it's not like the coming nice. out to your parents' speech or your like, but like when you're trying to like, hey, this is how I am. You you drop it that way. Like you. So I just wanted to say that was a very genuine way for that conversation to happen. Oh yeah, absolutely Un- understandable. And right before Dan, I just want to say it, it's yeah. understandable. My complaint was that it's it's super casual, and I love the way it was. Perf- it was it was done and that whole piece of the conversation can be lifted out for them to distribute internationally (laughs) that's all i was gonna say Uh, yeah and i I get that point i think maybe just because i consume more of the marvel stuff than some of the more general disney property like the the traditional disney property stuff but i think what we've been seeing especially in these disney plus shows them willing to take that extra step like remember when we were talking falcon winter soldier we never thought they were going to get into those conversations about race that they did we thought it was going to be we we had a lot of fears it was going to be pretty surface level and granted it there wasn't a big deep dive conversation about about uh, human sexuality or i guess norse uh god sexuality in this case but aliens they're fucking aliens they're not even like god gods yeah exactly Exactly. But I think because of Kevin Feige and all of the the creators they're bringing into the MCU, I have a lot more confidence that these conversations are going to develop quicker than maybe in something like the traditional Disney properties, like, like a Beauty and the Beast or a 101 Dalmatians, whether even if it's prequels or other um, tangent IP off of them, I feel more confident about the MCU exploring that stuff. Yeah. 
Um, and like I like, yeah, you're right with with the the Falcon thing. And you know what? I hope I hope that the negativity I feel towards it, which I feel is pretty valid based on their track history, mm-hmm. I hope that it's like a snowball effect and that it's going to be more and more quicker and quicker of acknowledging things that are different than the idea of nuclear family type, you know, uh, relationships that people have, um, back to the story. Um, B 15, who up until this point has been pretty much just like, I don't know, just sort of like a general soldier type person suddenly got real cool, real quick. Yeah. (laughs) Um, the fact what I liked was how Sylvie showed her 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 memories. You don't see them; all you see is her reaction, where she goes, yeah. "I was happy." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and see, it's like she says yeah. it in a way where it's like she's not happy right now, and that she's not happy at the TVA. She used to be happy, and that the TVA took her out of it. Um. I don't know whether or not, I mean, by the way that they're pruning everything, if C20 is actually deceased or if being pruned labels you as deceased because Sasha Lane is an up-and-coming actress who's been in a handful of things. She's very good um, in American Honey. Um, And and she's, uh, I don't know, I just don't see them casting her in this bit role that's used as a stepping stone for other plot points that feels a bit like fridging to me um so i don't know if i'm using that term right i think i'm using it correctly i i have some concerns just because there are two episodes left that that might be the case um yeah because yeah there's i mean to be fair i have no idea where the hell the show is going in the in a good way like I, I didn't know where it was going when it started. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, so I, I hope there's more involved because, like you said, she is a fantastic actress. Um, but I have some concern just because there are two episodes left. Granted, there'll probably be an hour, um, but that's still not a ton of time, at least in Disney Plus world, with how how bold they're going with the Loki story. This one was yeah. like 52 or 53, I think. Yeah. So it was... It was 10 minutes longer than uh, last week. I know it was a big complaint for a lot of people that like last week was like 42, 43. Um, and everyone last week, oh, it's filler. It's filler. After watching this one, I, yeah, no. No, I don't believe in, uh, when you have two characters or whatever that, that are, you focus on them having establishing an enhancing character dynamic is not the same thing as filler. All right. This isn't fucking Dragon Ball Z where they, where they're trying to make the episodes in tandem with the actual manga coming out. And so they need to figure out how to fill up time. So they have six episodes of them charging their blast. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like it, that's, that's filler. All right. Filler is half of all the, the biggest animes on earth. (laughs) Um, so that's why Dragon Ball Z Kai is out there so that way you don't have to worry about all that filler Um, or Dragon Ball oh man whatever the now I'm just thinking of the Team 4 Star version Um, (laughs) uh, but yeah that's not filler It's, it's useful because it helps build on stuff and sometimes when your story 
isn't long enough, you can spend time in a single setting as the story then kind of goes in order to to flesh out more stuff involving characters because it makes you care more and understand actions that occur that you may not actually uh, that, that if you didn't flesh them out maybe you wouldn't feel as strongly towards or understand their actions as much unless you got to spend that time now on the other hand of course i wish that we could have still gotten a scene that just, or even like a scene showing the TVA going and fixing everything from, from the, from them bombing the timeline because that's such, they, they built it as such a huge thing. And it bugs me that it was just kind of cleaned up off screen. Like when giant things happen off screen, it really bugs me. Like I, I, I rewatched all the pirates of the Caribbean films recently for something. And I hadn't seen the fourth or the fifth one, so then I went and watched them. Um, but I realized I still I'm a defender of Dead Man's Chest and At World's End, the second and third movie. Um, if you've seen those movies, at the end of the second one, pardon me for spoiling a movie that's 15 years old. Uh, at the very end of it, the Kraken t- eats the Pearl and Jack Sparrow, and in the third movie, the Kraken's dead on shore. The Kraken was a huge part of the second movie. And then the third movie, it's just, we, we were told, oh yeah, uh, the villain Cutler Beckett, because he has Davy Jones' heart now, said that Davy Jones had to had to kill his own Kraken. So we that happened off screen, so that's no longer a threat. Just because. Like, I mean, at least in Glass, um, the, the third Unbreakable film after Split, when we get, we don't just start the movie off with uh, James McAvoy, uh, Elijah Price, I think, and and uh, David Dunn in the hospital together. We at least see why David Dunn somehow got. God damn it, Dan! <laughs> <laughs> um, crack a lack. I will time you out. No, but I like, almost you know, did. By the way, I almost did. At least, at least in something like Glass, like which you know is very divisive for, to a lot of people. At least in a movie like that, you they they take at least a scene to have um, to show what happens to get David Dunn to actually um, get put into the hospital in the start. You don't just start the movie there and be like, wait a minute, what happened? And that's kind of what happened here to me was there's something that's missing and and. There's that scene missing that cleans up this huge threat, mm-hmm. um, and, and that is my thread on on the missing thread. Yeah, that makes sense. I get your point. <laughs> so you're nitpicking. no, no, it was not DBZ slander, dude. All right, he's he's embellishing on it. That's not what happened. We're talking about. Um, I water it out the wrong pipe. Um, we're talking about filler, and I and referencing filler. Okay. And I use DBZ as an example. Okay, DBZ is great, but there were times where it's like six episodes that it takes them to charge up a blast because they were trying to run their show concurrently with the manga when it was coming out. So it's just like a bunch of anime. Okay, Jesus Christ, Maddie, I will time you out if you keep putting lies and slander in the chat. So back to Loki. Um, one back thing. To Loki. That, one thing that, that that Loki is doing that I st- that I think all the other two Disney Plus shows. Marvel Disney Plus shows have done successfully so far 
are just the conversations between two people. I think there have been a, a couple in the series so far that match some of the other ones, like you've had in WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier, because in the in the show you have room to breathe. Like the the conversations between Loki and Sylvie, the whole love is a dagger conversation. You have <laughs> the ones between you. Sorry, sorry. You're, you're good. He, the, he timed out, Matt. He timed the out. The ones between um, Mobius and uh, and um, Renslayer, or between Loki and Morbius, like Mobius. I think there have been a lot of really interesting just one-on-one conversations. Like in this one, the one where Loki's like, "Yeah, you, you're, you're a variant yourself. You've been plucked out of your own world. You're not. You weren't created here. You were someone else, and now you're stuck here." I thought it was really. Um, just another one that I wanted to bring up, but in the yeah. line of Disney Plus Marvel shows, just the power of a conversation between two people. Absolutely. That's, yeah. Ep- episodic, episodic television or episodic storytelling allows for you to take more time to be able to just right. sit with characters and talk. Um, and, that, and I think that that's really important in establishing and developing characters in a way that you can't do in a two-hour runtime. Where in that two-hour runtime, the first couple minutes are credits, and the last and the last you know ten minutes are also credits. So it's like even when you see a movie's three hours, maybe it's actually two hours and forty minutes. Holy shit, Matt! You have multiple accounts. We're gonna fucking go, aren't we? <laughs> oh my god! Let's dance. Let's dance. Um. So another thing that. We, I don't know if anyone noticed it, but in the mid credit scene, you can see a partial destruction of the uh, Avengers Tower on the right-hand oh. side. Oh. You, Interesting. Or it looks like uh, the Avengers Tower. I'll have to go back and look at that. Hmm. Oh, God, you timed out Sean, too. She... You have a trigger finger for timeouts. Like I. Yeah, but it's always to the same people. It's different. This is different. It's the same people, and also Matt now. Um, <laughs> let's stay on. Let's stay on. On. So on let's stay focused. So Loki. Um, Another so thing that I noticed when I was watching it, when Mobius takes Renslayer's uh, time pad. Um, if you look very closely, the date says twenty fifty. So I think that's around the time of when the show is currently going on is the year 2050. Interesting. <laughs> I mean 2050, yeah, that's that interesting. I did not I didn't see that. Um, it's image, very so. hard to see. The only reason I saw it is I was watching another uh, another YouTuber and they pointed it out that I went back and watched it and I paused it right there. So I was like, oh. Yeah. Um, you know what's funny? When it comes to this show, um, it's still hard to like predict, all right, what the hell is going to happen next. Um, if if there are, excuse me, if there are multiple Lokis just sitting there, like standing right there, knowing, like ready when he wakes up, um, I guess that must be an area where at least other Lokis all go. Mm-hmm. And then that means that maybe these Lokis haven't been able to figure out how to get out of there. So I'm wondering, is he going to help them get out of it? Is this, to bring it back, is this like the Davy Jones locker 
of uh of the TVA um where it's like this little this a different kind of prison that you're stuck in a little um dimension yeah so i i'm very interested to see what happens next so a tiny tiny part of me i mean i think the sif prison was great i kind of a tiny tiny part of me wish it was uh they brought mark ruffalo back and it was just him getting like smacked on the ground over and over again too that would have been funny that is nitpicking um yeah yeah uh my my thing is with back to the the place they go when they are pruned uh like we see those one loki's like we've seen in the trailer like president loki stuff like that so like who knows who is in that that world dimension whatever it is like yeah like how many versions of loki are we gonna see are we only really gonna see the ones that we've seen now or yeah so i'm excited because there's there's so many variations of him that i'm or her i'm excited yeah, yeah. That makes the me thing wonder, like... I want to know is is everyone pruned? Do they all go to the same post-apocalyptic world type of thing, or is it each variant has their own, or at least each person and their variants? Yeah, yeah. That's that's so, definitely a like, big question. You have question all the one for Loki, Mobius, because we do know that all everyone that works at the TVA is a variant. It is interesting. Um, last week, um, our good friend Pat from the Montyverse, uh, he brought up in his show on the Montyverse um, Throg, which I believe that's the 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 I guess Thor the, frog. The, Thor, the Thor frog, literally Thor frog. I couldn't even yeah. Um, and then this time we have like an alligator Loki. 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 <laughs> So, um, like, who knows if Throg will show up? But it's like that was pretty. That was pretty. Um, that was pretty uh, uh, funny to be able to do that and like have it come back. Yeah, I know you can do it all day, man. How do you have so many accounts? Jesus, dude. Jeff just can't account for them all. He, he probably created like a second one, because he couldn't remember the uh, login for the first one, so he just kept them there. Yeah. Oh man, you're so mischievous. Like Loki. Um I'm I'm very again. curious to see where they what they're going to do next week. I really hope that Richard E. Grant is as perfect of an older type of Loki as I believe he could be because as I've said every other week, uh Richard E. Grant is great. He's great, 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 great. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't really have a whole lot more to, to add to it for this yeah. one. I just so. have like seven emails. Why don't you at least open up each one of those email accounts on ever on different computers or devices to give us extra views, dude? Um. <laughs> I don't think he has enough devices for I'm that. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Kelsey, being that you had the strong emotional reaction, any any thoughts yeah. about where it did end up um. as settled? I, well, okay, so like I said, strong emotional reaction to having to watch the trauma of the love of my life dying in front of my eyes. But uh, to the point where I did not pay attention to the post credit scene, I am like sitting there freaking out. And the next I look up, I'm like, oh, he's there. Oh my God, he's alive. And then I just like blanked and not even pay attention to what was happening. So I went back and rewound it. I'm like, oh, look, Loki's. Because <laughs> I totally missed that the first time. Uh, but I, I'm interested to definitely see what happens. I think. 
Well, I think he's definitely going to get out. I, I wouldn't have been shocked, like you said, like, oh, he's got another season coming. Oh, there's two other episodes. Of course, he was coming back. I could have honestly seen it. This is would have been Marvel's way. Be like, okay, Tom is, you know, stepping down from being Loki. We're going to have Sylvie be the Loki character in future Marvel properties. This is her launching point. So, yeah. like, I didn't think that was going to happen, but I didn't think it was not possible of happening. Um, right. So I legit felt the emotions of him being snatched away from me. It was very painful. But do we want a explanation as to what her nexus event was, or do we just want them to kind of just keep moving forward? Because it's never really explained mm-hmm. what triggered her nexus event. What triggered the TVA of picking her up? Like, do we want an explanation as to was it something she did, or was it the fact that she was born a female? And that Loki's always supposed Ooh. to be male. That is in- that yeah. is interesting. How all the other the other Loki variants once again are still all males. So it could be yeah, that she happens to be female. But like, if that's, that's the case, the why would they? <laughs> if if the variants was being born a female and then they redo it, why have her grow up uh, enough before doing it? Why not just having it be a baby? Um, that's unless that's the whole. Would you go back in time to kill baby Hitler? And a lot of people are like, I don't know, it's a baby. Um, <laughs> just wait. Just wait till it's an adolescent. Yeah. yeah. It's then, it's then you're killing a child. Oh God. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah she's um, and think... she's been on the run for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, we yeah, saw I mean... how young she was and how badass she was, but just taking the time bath, time pad from Renslayer, by the way, when she was a hunter. Which I, I believe it was something 23. I, I don't remember what the uh, letter was, but I'm positive it was 23. So I, I think Renslayer definitely does not like Sylvie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'm interested. I want to see more about what's going on with Renslayer as well. Um, but, like, I, I don't know. I feel like that's really it. It's, it's a lot of it's just like. What the hell's going on with the timekeepers? Hopefully, we find out more. Um, what does Renslayer actually know? Hopefully, we'll find that out. Uh, Loki, he's gonna get out of there. I, I feel like he'll be fine. I don't really care as much about that one because that feels inevitable. Um, Mobius, I want to make sure Mobius is okay and that we see him again, and and him because um, he's my favorite. So, gotta see him on a jet ski. <laughs> Yeah, I, I also agree with Sean there about the, the wanting to know about what the hell her Nexus event was. Like, I mean, at the same time, I bet it's She was just playing totally with toys. Minor. She was playing with toys when they came and picked her up, so... Yeah, I, I, I bet it was something super minor, or maybe it could have even been that remote... Like, like Renslayer could also know that everyone is, in fact, a variant. And she could have been kidnapping her to erase her mind and turn her into another soldier as just one variant version of Loki. Like it could have been that, and then she mm-hmm. happened to be too smart for her and got out of there. Could have been that. Um, but yeah. Uh, what are you excited for for next week? Um honestly just seeing more tom i know it's a very simple request but like that's that's what brings me He's coming so back good, every so. week. <laughs> oh yeah I, whether, whether it's tom or not i i'm excited to see like if this is loki world just all the 
different versions, yeah. whether it is Tom Hiddleston or um, just other other people playing Loki yeah. in different iterations. I think um, I'm excited for that. Um, it, I mean, it is the penultimate episode, um, so I, I typically those are usually where the crazy stuff happens. So if mm-hmm. if that's to be expected, I'm interested to see how they one up this yesterday or today's episode. Um, but yeah, it like we've been saying all the whole all all this time. It's it's hard to predict what's going to happen. Like even make a prediction because it's been so um, just kind of a wild ride. Right, right. Yeah, agreed. Um, this is what I was saying earlier. Yeah, Mobius hit me way more in the moment because I agree. They just they weren't going to kill off the main character that the show is named after. I mean, that would be interesting if they did, and then Loki is, in fact, Sylvie or someone else moving forward. But, uh, yeah, um, I think that they need his, – his journey isn't over this version of him for him to just be killed off like that. So, yeah. I'm I'm very excited for next week because Tom has said that his favorites were four and five. Four or five, yep. Four and this and five. was one of those two, so I can yes. see why. Four, yep. So. Yeah, this was four, so I'm definitely – I'm very excited to see what we get with five. Um, I wonder if we'll find – I'm still, like, on the fence on – are the timekeepers real or not, or were those just kind of fakes for the real timekeepers to protect them? Yeah. I mean, it is disappointing for Tom to say that his favorites are four and five, which means that he thinks that the finale is a step down. Maybe. Nah, that's personal preference of his. It's fine. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, Kelsey, where can everyone find you online and everything you're doing? Okay, you can find me at KelseyKins90 on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me here every week talking about Loki. Uh, you can find me at 7 p.m. Pacific Time talking about Loki on the Spinnax channel. On Thursdays, you can check me at 7 p.m. Pacific Time on Jesse Swift's Flick and Reel show talking about Loki. And then Call to Action Podcast. I am on there every other week mostly talking about Schmodown. So if you like Schmodown and you like me, you can check me out there. Nice. Dan, Dan. where can we find you? Um... I, maybe I'm a variant. I mean, am I the real Dan? I don't know. But you can find this version of Dan at on Twitter at dhouse77 and streaming tabletop role-playing games on Twitch at McStabber Studios. Cool. Jeff, where can we find you and everything you're doing? Tomorrow, guys, it's happening. The family <laughs> show is back. We got, we got F9, the Fast Saga. We're going to be talking. Kelsey's a hater. Kelsey's a hater. Kelsey doesn't I mean, even watch the movies and she hates on them. I always I ha- watch I shit before the, I hate I on things. I've seen them and I hated them. So This is the 10th movie in a series. So um, I don't <laughs> want to hear that you've only seen two of them, so you hate all of them. Um, mm-hmm. I, I am so excited to talk about this with the people that will be on our panel. We're going to have the classics. We'll have John Lestrina and Zach McDonald, and we will have uh ferris if he's able to get out of work because now it's a summer things are get a little crazier now that people are back to normal work stuff we'll have matt thomas we'll have john knight and we're working to see if we might be able to have any other extra guests that's not, none of them are officially confirmed um so we're seeing what we could do but at least if not that we will have the main panel and we will be gushing over our feelings about this movie which is possibly the dumbest movie i might have ever seen in my whole life so, uh, yeah, we got our Schmodown stuff on Tuesdays when we want to do it. Um, hopefully we'll come back and we'll have a panel at some point. It's just been exhausting and busy. Work has gotten in the way and we just keep 
having to deal with other things, so we just haven't gotten a chance to try to schedule people. Um, we have our Friday shows that where we trade off with uh, Watt Real Entertainment Spin from the Real Guys, the Shmo Me the Real, um, where we do the post pay per view um, hangouts, which are always a lot of fun. You can check out our last one where we actually had Ben Bateman come on right after his big match against Ethan Irwin. That was a great conversation. Um, and then right after he left, it got very weird. But that's par for the course. Um, and, of course, uh, in the pipeline, um, I have several episodes recorded with AJ Lancaster of What the Show of uh, the AirPods Cinematic Universe. Um, it's, it's weird. Buck! The premise is weird. Yes, the premise makes no sense. But you make what you want because you enjoy it. We're uh, forcing follow... it to make sense, dude. Oh, my God. I don't even know if I want to listen to that. Uh, you, you can don't. follow me here, Twitter and Instagram at BrandonBuck88. You can see everything that I'm doing. Uh, find me here on Tuesdays talking down with my boy Jeff. Um, we do not have a show this week. Some things came up, and we just weren't able to make the show work. So. Some things just come up and you can't do anything about Life it. Uh, happens. We have the we have our Loki show here as we do every Wednesday, four thirty Pacific, seven thirty Eastern, and all of the other content we do on this channel that Jeff just talked about. So it was this was a great episode. I definitely said what the fuck at least three times in the last ten minutes. Um, it was it was an amazing episode. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. We will see you all next time.